Greetings and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. Podcast episodes are available on VHHA.com and on popular podcast hosting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, and many others. Episodes of the podcast also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 8.20 a.m. across Central Virginia. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. Again, that is PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. And with that out of the way, today we're excited to be joined by Kathleen McClellan, a certified nurse midwife who recently joined the team at Falkir Health. Today we'll discuss the work of midwifery, care for new moms and babies, Kathleen's work over the years, and much more. But first, welcome to the program, Kathleen. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're delighted to have you. So let's start, Kathleen, by just enlightening our listeners about exactly what midwifery is. I imagine that many people have a general sense of what a professional midwife does, but if you could, I think it would be helpful to explain your work in a healthcare setting and perhaps how it may overlap, complement, or differ from other clinicians who work on care for moms and babies and labor and delivery and related care. Absolutely. I would start probably by saying that the correct pronunciation is midwifery. Okay. I don't know that it makes a big, big difference, but a little confusing. Midwife, midwifery. But uh, midwifery care is provided by many women who are already uh, registered nurses, but you don't have to be a nurse to go into the field of midwifery. But you do have to have an interest in women's health care and then specifically well woman care and also the care of women women who are during uh, trying to get pregnant, pregnant, in labor, ha- giving birth, the postpartum period. So midwives work with uh, healthcare team members, um, obstetricians, maternal fetal medicine specialists, uh, lactation consultants, social workers, uh, registered nurses, a big variety of healthcare professionals. Okay, well, thank you for that, and thank you for clarifying my pronunciation. We want to be precise here. So midwifery, that's a good one. You learn something new every day. So from your perspective, what's changed in the world of labor and delivery during the COVID-19 pandemic? Obviously, enhanced safety protocols and visitation limits are in place for safety. But beyond that, are there any significant differences that people should be aware of or would be surprised to hear about the ways in which clinicians have had to adjust how they practice. And I'm, again, referring specifically to the work that you would be involved in with moms and babies. I would say amid COVID, uh, life goes on. Babies are still being conceived. Women are still needing prenatal care, still want a positive birth experience. Um, There are some restrictions that hospitals impose with regard to support people for laboring women and that sort of thing. Uh, Here at Fakir Health, we've relaxed the restrictions um, a bit to permit women to come with doulas, and that would be a professional labor support person, um, someone whose specialty is in supporting the pregnant women to give her the experience that she uh, is searching for. And so the doula could be there with the support person of the woman's choice. Care providers and support people are masked. We certainly encourage uh, the other precautions being taken during, um, you know, the pregnancy and and the postpartum period as well to keep uh, the whole family healthy. And out of curiosity, over the course of your career, and you've been in practice for several decades, how many babies have you been involved in helping to welcome into the world, if, if you have a count or a ballpark number? Sure. I have a ballpark um, amount of about 400, and that's uh, actually uh, hands-on um, catching the baby, delivering the baby. Um, uh, of course, I've been involved with uh, providing the prenatal care and the postpartum care to many more women than that. 
And I wonder, what have you seen anecdotally in terms of the volume of babies being born during the pandemic? My sense is that there was some public expectation early on that we would see something of a COVID-19 baby boom. However, the data suggests that hasn't materialized. What are your observations about that? Well, one observation is that I think women are seeking to uh, stay out of the hospital if at all, if they're able to, um, and and looking for birth center or home birth midwife practices. Of course, um, many women, that's not their comfort level. They they want the security and the safety of having their baby in hospital, or they have risk factors associated with needing to have their baby in the hospital. But I think there has been a bump in clients looking to have their babies out of hospital. And then I think we're starting to see a little bit of a baby boom uh, now. Here at Fauquier Health, we're busier than we've been in a long time, I believe. So uh, as far as numbers go, I, I don't really know. And we mentioned that you've been practicing for a number of decades now, in fact, 40 years as I understand it. In your experience, what's changed uh, in terms of labor and delivery over that time? Hmm. I think that uh, we're much more open to wanting the experience to be very positive for the the couple um, and the woman, and we do ask women uh, to enumerate their birth preferences, their birth wishes. We have a conversation with them about how they hope things go, um, and that can be with regard to having an epidural for labor pain or going unmedicated. Um, we encourage women to attend childbirth classes, try to involve the partner as much as the couple would like, um, and really help to personalize the whole experience. I think we do a better job of that today than maybe 40 years ago. On the subject of change, as I'm sure you're aware, one area of emphasis in Virginia is on addressing maternal health outcome disparities among moms and babies who are people of color. I wonder what you've observed, even in your own practice and your own work, about how that effort is taking shape and about how awareness among clinicians may be growing in that regard. I think we have more of a sensitivity to the the needs and desires of families of color. I think at sort of a granular level, um, the American College of Nurse Midwives is really trying to promote a conversation about the disparities and educate us all in being anti-racist and then wanting to get more providers of color, more midwives of color out practicing because I think uh, the very best outcomes probably have uh, clients of color being cared for by providers of color. So I think we see the need for that. Understood. Diversity both in the patient base and diversity among the care team Yeah, uh, makes a lot of sense. Well, now that we've tackled the serious stuff, Kathleen, I have a few other questions for you just to give listeners a bit of a sense of who you are beyond the work that you do. The first one, and this is an entirely imaginary premise, but in the hypothetical scenario that you could anticipate your final day on earth, what would your last meal be? <laughs> My last meal? Oh, gosh, what a what a question. Um I uh, maybe a big green salad uh, with some nuts and fruit and vegetables and some well-cooked salmon and apple pie and ice cream. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're going for the gusto with dessert, which is completely <laughs> understandable. The next question, Kathleen, for you is what's the top item on your bucket list? I want once uh, I retire uh, and the pandemic is uh, past, I want to do a lot of traveling. 
And in particular, I want to, you know, do day trips to hike trails and reach mountaintops and uh, just revel in all of that. Well, as I'm sure you know, there are many state parks in Virginia with uh, ample hiking opportunities, so... Well, in fact, with this pandemic, I have made uh, exploring all the state parks a a priority, and I've been to probably 15 of them, and I think we have 40 or 41 altogether in the state. So I am Mm -hmm. making my way down that list. Good. Productive pandemic. And then finally, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks? Oh, gosh. Um, I liked um, my big fat Greek wedding. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. What is it? It's a bunt. A bun? Bunt. Bon, bo, bonk, bonk. Bunt. 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 In a cake, buddy. Mm. It's a cake! I know! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Mm-hmm. Um. Opa! <laughs> And uh, um, if I get two movies, I like um, The 100-Foot Journey. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, would like to, I would like to make you an omelette. Would you be interested? But I need your help to break the eggs. I like movies about cooking. And then I have a book to take along. Is that... Yes, ma'am. One one movie, one book, and one album. All right. Well, I've just started reading The Body Keeps Score about um, uh, trauma and the the long-held physical effects of that. So I I think I would take that book because I want to keep reading it. It's quite um, intriguing. And then an album. I like Carole King. Along the rutted road, he sat down on a river rock. Someone's wicked spell And I went to see And Mary Chapin Carpenter Saturday night And the moon is out I wanna head on over To the twist and shout Find a two-step partner And a cage and beat When it lifts me up I'm gonna find my feet Out in the middle Of a big dance floor When I hear that fiddle Wanna beg for more Wanna dance to a band From a Lucy tonight Okay I think I just saw that uh, there was uh, an anniversary for uh, one of Carol King's seminal recordings just, yes. just recently. If I saw, and I of... loved her musical. Did you see her musical? I, I have not. Yeah, I loved the story of her life, which is Carol King the musical. Um, so that's a favorite too. I saw it twice the year it came out. Okay, very good. Well, listen, Kathleen, I appreciate you taking a few moments to be with us, and that is going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And we want to thank our guests once again, certified nurse midwife Kathleen McClellan for joining us today and telling us about midwifery. That's midwifery. <laughs> so thanks, Kathleen. Thank you so much. 